Hello and welcome to the Daily Post podcast with Sachin Adal and Milan Bandari, where we will be talking about all the things worth talking about in the magical world of the NBA. I'm your co-host, Milan Bandari. And I'm Sachin Adal. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking about all of the trade all the trades that have happened on March 25th. Alright, let's check it out. Okay, so, with the trade deadline of March 25th, here are all of the trades that have happened. (laughs) There are quite a few. We're only covering the ones that happened about six days ago. All right, so, first one, the Magic trade for Aaron Gordon to the Nuggets. Okay, this is quite interesting. So, let's first go over who got traded where. All right, so the Orlando Magic gets Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and future first-round picks. And the Nuggets are getting Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark. So, obviously, the main pieces here being uh, Gary Harris and RJ Hampton, and then for the Nuggets, it being Aaron Gordon. So, this is a huge trade, in my opinion. I mean, considering the different players that are just being thrown around here, Milan, how do you think Aaron Gordon, I think we should firstly cover this, how do you think Aaron Gordon is going to affect the Denver Nuggets, who are already an insanely good and competitive team? Well, I think that his creative scoring at the rim will pair perfectly with one of the best passes in the league, Nikola Jokic. And I don't think there's much to it. I think he's, he's going to have to take a downsized role because he's obviously going to be competing for the starting role with Michael Porter Jr. But he's the perfect guy that can catch passes from – Nikola Jokic, and find ways to finish at the rim. Uh, and he's a good defensive player. And, sorry, I would hate to interrupt, but I would like to say that all the players in the NBA named Gary were traded and oh. were traded on March 25th. That's quite interesting, actually. It is quite interesting. First time in NBA history. Yes. <laughs> all right, but... Honestly, agree with Millen, and I think that this is pretty interesting in the sense of rotations, and it's really interesting in the sense of how the Denver Nuggets are going to end up playing offense now. I mean, you have Nikola Jokic, who is the greatest passing big man of all time, said that a trillion times, and I stand by that, right? And he is a very crafty player, uh, and he draws a lot of gravity. So, and then he can obviously occasionally hit down the shot if he needs to. And then you had Jamal Murray, who was mainly the, like the scoring weapon. He could get you buckets from anywhere on the court, and he could dunk on anyone he wanted, pretty much. So, he was already there. But Aaron Gordon is pretty much known for being a dunker. He's a celebrated inside scorer. I mean, he knows how to finish at the rim. So, I'm thinking... Is this going to change how the Denver Nuggets offense works? Are they going to accommodate for this and have Aaron Gordon kind of be the guy on the either perimeter or low block, which is still confusing. I mean, he could stay right at the rim where he can finish. Uh, but then again, he's not exactly a seven foot seven center or something. So it's quite interesting to think about it. And it's also interesting to think about how Jamal Murray is going to, you know, Go, work around this, how he's going to kind of take more of a shooting approach uh, than the finishing approach that we've seen, especially in the bubble. All right, so our next trade, 
is the Miami Heat acquiring Victor Oladipo from the Houston Rockets. All right, so the Heat only got Oladipo, and they traded away Olenek, uh, Avery Bradley, and a 2022 draft pick, a swap. All right, so, Millen, what are your first impressions on how Victor Oladipo will affect the Rockets, actually, in his absence? Well, um, so first, um, I would like to say that he really wasn't a big asset of the Rockets. And the Rockets, they've just taken a pretty – they've fallen from grace. They're one of the worst teams in the NBA. And this is just a rebuild year for them. So I think it's actually good that they're making moves and how they've ch- traded a lot of their good players. But I just think that this was a good trade. They've gotten some, they've gotten some draft picks, some solid defensive players. Yeah. Um, also – if I'm correct, Sachin, in the bubble, wasn't everyone talking about how Victor Oladipo wanted to go to the Miami Heat? How he was, like, talking with them after they got swept? After the, um, after the Pacers got swept by the Heat? Yeah. Um, I mean, he heard chatter about him, and I guess his dreams are coming true. But, yeah, I think that Kelly Olynyk for the Rockets, I mean, this is really, this is, quite intriguing having Avery Bradley and Kelly Olenek go to the Rockets now obviously we can't say much about how this is going to make them into a competitive team because and this is absolutely no offense to you know Kelly Olenek or Avery Bradley um it's not like LeBron James and Stephen Curry or Stephen Curry and Kevin Durant or something are going over to the Rockets and this is not going to make them instant contenders right so it's not going to greatly affect their team, but as Milan has stated, uh, this is a rebuild phase. So they are just trying to figure out where they're going to go, plan for the future, get some picks maybe, uh, and try and get younger players, although this trade doesn't necessarily show that very well. Uh, but yeah, overall, this might be pretty interesting for the Heat. I mean, there has to have been a reason why Oladipo had wanted to go to Miami, and I think that there could possibly be some chemistry there. If there is, that can bring Miami back into the conversation of competitiveness in, at this point, a really, really powerful Eastern Conference. Um, but yeah, now let's go over to our next trade, which is the Celtics are getting Evan Fournier in deal with the Magic. All right, so they're getting Evan Fournier. Uh, Yvonne, Evan, I don't completely know how to pronounce it. Uh, and then the Magic are getting in return Jeff Teague and two future second round picks. Now, it's said that Teague is going to be waived. Uh, so yeah, let's just first look at this trade and see how everything is going to work out. All right, so the Celtics are getting Fournier. Millen, with Fournier's playing style, how do you think that this is going to change up how the Celtics offense and even defense will work out? Well, so Evan Fournier, he's like a DeMar DeRozan, but dialed down a whole lot. He's really good at creating space off of mid-ranges. And that actually, I think that you're having a conflict because Jalen Brown, he's also the guy that likes taking a lot of mid-ranges, so as Jason Tatum. So I think that Evan Fournier, he'll, um, he'll have to evolve the way that he plays if he wants to stay a starter. And... Also, he had a really awful night in his first game. He went 0 for 10 from the field. So 
I don't I don't think that he's adjusting well to um to the Boston Celtics, and I think that he actually might get traded again, just based on the fact that he's just not he's not um, succeeding well. He's not he's not comfortable in the position that he is in. Sachin, do you agree on that? So yeah, I definitely hear you. You're basically saying you have three guys with pretty much the same game. Uh, now I'll slightly dis- disagree on that. Um, ever so slightly because, you know, Tatum can still shoot the three. I mean, he is not shabby at all from the three point line, and uh, you know, Jalen Brown, Tatum, they have a fairly good finishing ability too. Like we can't deny that. So. I would still definitely agree with you in that their bread and butter is the mid-range shot, and they very much like the mid-range shot. Uh, so it is quite interesting to think about if they're going to trade him, and if so, who are they getting, who, which team are they trading him to, and for what assets? Because Evan Fournier is still really expendable in the sense of trade value. Like, that's one very important thing. Yes, sometimes players don't always fit, uh, with that team, but they are still extremely expendable in terms of in terms of trade value, and I think that Evan Fournier is one of those players. They could get a very in- integral piece to their lineup, and if so, they could make a run for the championship. So it's quite in- it's quite interesting to think what their next moves are going to be. And keep in mind, this is based on a very small sample size of how he fits with the Boston Celtics. So I mean, it depends. It depends. But yeah, all right. So. The Mavs are getting JJ Redick and Nick and Nicolo Melli from the Pelicans. All right, so uh, in return for James Johnson, Wesley Wundu, and then a 2021 second round pick, and then Cash. So this is one more of those trades where it's kind of uh, you have some pretty solid, solid players being traded for players who are still quite good. Uh, not quite on their level, but surrounded by picks or cash or both. So, Millen, who do you think won in this trade overall, considering the state of the team? Uh, it's tough. I mean, Nico, um, Nicolo Melli, he's not really a good player, but I got to say the Mavericks. I think the Mavericks have won this trade. Yeah. James Johnson, he's incredibly inconsistent. Some games he's good, some games he's bad. Wes Wundu, I mean, he's not <laughs> he's not really a good player. And, yeah, so I'll have to go with the Mavericks. I think that J.J. Redick will fit in really well with the, with the Mavericks as he is a, is a really good perimeter shooter. Though he's fallen off a little bit in, the, in this season, I guarantee you that with the right passing and the right, um, and the right coach, he can get right back to his 15 points per game for three-pointers a game. Sushin, do you agree with that? I would, de- I would definitely agree with that. Uh, I think that it's really complementary to Luca's game. Um, now, here's the thing. Luca, it's kind of a known, like, oh, yeah, Luca can do everything. He can pass, he can rebound, he can dunk, he can shoot, all that, right? But thing is, why have that one player who is very good – do all those things when you also can have someone like J.J. Redick take off a bit of the load. I mean, Luca, yes, he is a very great shooter, and he's also a great passer. Now, the thing is, people, it's kind of like a either respect your space or guard you down low in case, you know, you're going to finish or, you know, kind of trick somebody, you know, get to the rim. 
right? So it's it changes between players, obviously, based on their play style and how their opponents know how to face against them. So I think that Luka Doncic, it's kind of interesting to – I don't know how defenders actually guard him. I mean, it changes every time because, yes, he can finish. He is fairly agile and fast. And, I mean, he is also an insanely good passer that you have to watch out for. Then again, he can shoot, and if you give him space, he'll completely hit you with the dagger. So it's really, really, really uh, dependent on how he's doing in the game. And I think that not having any factors changing during the game by having a player such as J.J. Redick ready to shoot the lights out consistently and for J.J. Redick ready to just, you know, shoot the ball and make other people uh, guard him up close and then give Luka more options as a playmaker. I think that's kind of the main point of the Mavericks trading him uh, and getting J.J. Redick because they want Luka to have more space. If he has more space, he can pretty much do anything, right? So, yeah, I think the Mavs have won in this trade, especially Nicolo Melli, a very, very good piece for a high-performing team. All right, but the next one, and this is quite uh, – this is controversial. All right, so the Clippers dealing Lou Williams to the Hawks for Rajon Rondo. So the Clippers only got Rondo, and the Hawks get Lou Williams, a 2023 second-round pick from the Clippers. Uh, they were they acquired it from Portland. Uh, and then a 2027 second-round pick from the Clippers, and then Cash. So they're getting Cash, and they're getting Lou Williams, who's not a shabby player at all. I mean, he did play minutes to get six-man of the year, but isn't that kind of the point? He played a lot of minutes, and he performed properly during those minutes. He was worth that time. So Lou Williams is a very, very solid player who has been for a long time. And my guess is will be for the foreseeable future. Now, second round picks, obviously not quite as good as the first ones. And I mean, they're not necessarily a game changer when it comes to trade assets. They're not the reason why a team would trade this player for another player. Uh, but, you know, it does add on. So and then cash. So that's also pretty important. So overall, I honestly think that the Hawks might have won this trade. I mean, Rajon Rondo is very respectable, but considering they have Lou Williams and decorations all around him uh, with the cash and the two picks, I think that the Clippers might have lost this one trade. What do you think on that, Millen? Oh, um, I think that... Um... Yeah, I act, yeah, I actually I have to agree with that. Lou Williams, he's an amazing player. And Rajon Rondo, I mean, he's getting older. He's not the same guy that you that people were willing to trade their best player on their team for. So yeah, uh, I honestly think that it could have been that it's probably one of the worst trades that I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Now, but- um Sachin, do you want to um sure. um do you want to continue on the trades? Yep. And I'll just like to say that Rajon Rondo is still an extremely respectable player. And I still think that this is a fairly evenly matched trade. Uh, You know, it's just like the overall who might have won this. And keep in mind, trade expendability and also how they're going to fit with their team. Each team has their true intentions behind a smokescreen. And you really don't have much of an idea of what their plan is. All right, but let's get into our next trade. And that is... The Nuggets are getting McGee again uh, in a trade with the Cavs. So 
JaVale McGee going to the Nuggets, and they get, the Cavaliers get Isaiah Hartenstein and two second-round picks. Now, honestly, Millen, do you think the Nuggets won this one? It's tough. It's tough. Um, it's, yeah, it's really, really hard to think about. I mean, are they, are they I think that it's oh, – sorry. I think that it has to be equal. I mean – they both, they, um, yeah, I'm going to have to say that it's, it's a, both teams got, probably got what they wanted. The, um, the Nuggets probably wanted a veteran center to help Nikola Jokic develop. And the Cavaliers w- probably want some future, like some young players that they want to try to see if they can, de- so the Cavaliers got some young players that they want to see if they can develop. Yeah, of course. And I completely agree with that. I think, these two teams, as all, are completely different from one another and their current goals. But the Cavaliers to build for the future because, let's face it, they're probably not going to win a championship next year. But they could in future. And that is the goal, right? So the Cavs are building for a later date when something might happen, big free agency move, and they have the pieces to make a ring work. So... That's what the Cavs are looking for. However, the Nuggets, Nikola Jokic has not even entered his prime yet, and he's still considered one of, if not the best player in the league. Um, And then you have Jamal Murray, who's an insanely good offensive weapon. Jokic is scoring more, and the Nuggets are still doing pretty decent. I mean, we saw what they were capable of last year in the bubble, (laughs) Uh, but we already saw that, so we know their capabilities. And they're only just going to get better and better as time goes on and they get older and into their primes. So the Nuggets already realized the time is now to get stuff working. So they need a veteran to teach them about, And I mean, a veteran like JaVale McGee, I think is pretty perfect. Uh, a lot of people like to clown him, <clears throat> Shark, I'm looking at you, uh, for, you know, you know, not paying attention, not really being in it on the court and not being a serious player. But honestly... He really is. He is disciplined himself, and he has won rings. He's been there, done that. I mean, he's been in the league for a while. So, JaVale McKee has a lot of valuable experience to teach these younger players, and they are only getting better and better and better. So, I think that really both teams here won. All right, but let's check out this one. The Bulls are getting Daniel Tice from the Celtics, in a three-team deal. These are fairly rare. All right, so uh, this is how the order goes. The Bulls are getting Daniel Tice, Javante Green, and Troy Brown, Troy Brown Jr. All right, the Celtics are getting Luke Cornett and Mo Wagner. And then the Wizards are getting Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson. All right, so let's first check out the Bulls. All right, so they gained Daniel Tice and Javante Green and Troy Brown Jr., all right, Millen, what do you think about that? I mean, I know that the Bulls are one of your favorite teams. So. I'm quite happy about this. Daniel Tice is an amazing center who can grab rebounds like no other. Javante Green, also amazing. And you can't forget about Troy Brown, one of the best young players in this NBA. So, um, Sachin, what do you, th- um, what do you, what do you think about, what do you think about it? Honestly, I could not agree more. I think that the Bulls are in a very good position at this point. I mean, 
Levine is growing into his own. Mark Nunez. I mean, you're looking at a very strong team already who does need a player such as Daniel Tice. I mean, Tice is a very solid center. He has a very diverse skill set. He knows what he's doing. And I think that he is a very polished center, which is really, really going to help this team. I mean, would you say that Levine is pretty much in his prime right now? Oh, no, no, no. I think that he has so that he has so much so many places that he can go. So no Sachin. I don't think that he's in his prime, but I think that he is close to being in his prime. Like his age prime. Uh yes, then yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's like Levine is pretty much in his prime, we'll just say. Uh Markin's getting there. And I think that Daniel Ties, he I wouldn't necessarily say like a veteran veteran. Uh, but Daniel Tice has been in the league a fair couple of years. And he can also, once again, teach the younger players a little bit uh, with his experience. And I think that it could really help the Bulls. I mean, the Bulls, you can't really say that they're in rebuild mode because honestly, they're trying to make the moves to become a competitor. And I think that this is one of the important moves that they have. All right, so... Let's check out the next one with one of my favorite teams. Uh, the Golden State Warriors trade uh, Brad Wanamaker to the Hornets. All right, so uh, we got one second-round pick. And <laughs> it's top 55 uh, protected. So, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty sad. Uh, and then the Hornets get Brad Wanamaker, a 2022 second round pick, which is probably going to be back at the top 55. Uh, it's from Toronto. Uh, and then they're getting cash. So if I can be straight up, I think that the Warriors lost this trade. Brad Wanamaker is a very solid, solid, solid player. I mean, yeah, he's no Kevin Durant, but he is still a really good player and a really good asset that's worth a lot more than the 55th pick in, in 2025. So I think that if, if that wasn't enough, right, the Hornets are getting a 2022 pick themselves, which I can almost guarantee won't be 55th or anything below that, uh, and cash. So I think that the Warriors heavily lost this trade. Uh, it's pretty sad. There isn't even much explaining that needs to be done. Uh, but as we're getting to sort of our final trades here, uh, we're going to look at our next one, which is the Raptors, who are trading Terrence Davis for a 2021 second-round pick. All right, so, Millen, you like the Raptors quite a bit. Uh, what do you think about this trade? Oh, I think it's great. I mean, Terrence Davis, he's, um, he's the kind of guy that brings great energy to the team. And with such a young... Millen. Yes, they don't get Terrence Davis. They're losing Terrence Davis. No, 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 I'm talking about the Kings. Ah, okay. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Sorry, I wasn't clear. Okay, um, but Terrence Davis, uh, with the young roster of the Sacramento Kings, he will, he will help bring their energy up, and he's really good at scoring when they need him to. Obviously, he's not the most consistent, but he can still do it at times. Well, what do you think about how the Raptors got in this trade? Um, I think that they could have gotten more out of Terrence Davis. Mm. 
He's such yeah. a valuable player and for a second rounder. I mean, I agree. I agree. He's he's a very solid player. Has a very very diversified skill set. So, um, I mean, the Kings got pretty lucky here. But all right. So, what about this one? Matt Thomas goes to the Jazz for, and this is another Raptors trade. A future second round pick for the Raptors. All right. So, what do you think about this one? Hmm. I mean, Matt Thomas. He um he has to be my favorite. He has to be one of my favorite players in the NBA. And uh, there could have been so much more to Matt Thomas. He is an amazing shooter from three, and a future second round pick. I mean, you could end up with the last pick in the draft. And there's there there have been. It's completely unreliable. You have a good shooter who can get you buckets immediately and you don't know if your second round pick will be out of the NBA within a couple of days so I just think yeah. that they should have kept Matt Thomas I mean I hear you I mean even at second round it's still kind of a risk because especially when you're trading it for a consistent player it's always a worry because I mean this player could turn out to be the next Draymond Green Right. And out of the second round, just be an all around amazing player for a long time on a very winning team. Uh, and they could also, as you said, you know, not pass in the NBA for very long. I mean, it happens quite a few times. I mean, there aren't exactly many slots in the NBA and they're not making any more of them. So that's for sure. So, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And Matt Thomas is a very not only good shooter, but consistent one. So I think that you make a very good point with that. But, I mean, we're going to see how they play out. For all you know, that the Raptors could have really won on this trade. I mean, we won't know. But, all right. The Spurs, and this is this one is, you know, very, very, uh, I don't know what's the word. I'm not necessarily very happy about this one. I'm not very happy about this trade. Uh, the Spurs get Marquise, Chris, and Cash. And the Warriors just get the draft rights to Katie Lalon. I am not very happy about this one at all. Um, it's kind of the same thing. And another thing, if the Warriors don't get the first pick, I mean, what are they going to do with the draft rights to this player? I mean, that's essentially just saying, all right, uh, the Spurs will not take him if he's an option and you guys haven't picked yet. So I don't think that this is promising very much. And they're getting Marquise, Chris, and Cash for this. So that's, that's a lot of stuff. You could get a lot of very solid players and not just draft rights. It's not a diss to Hayden Lalonde at all, but if what I'm saying is you're still giving up a lot for draft rights. I mean, this is just draft rights. You still, not, you still might not even be able to get the player. So I think that this is not a good trade at all. I have no idea what the Warriors are doing right now. <laughs> I'll just be frank with you. The first trade I didn't much I didn't like it all much either. Uh, and I don't really like this one either. Uh, but let's look into the next one. All right, so the Kings are getting the Lon Wright, very solid player from the Pistons, in exchange for Corey Joseph and two second round picks. One from 2021, one from 2024. No swaps and no protections. All right, so. Let's look at this one. 
DeLon Wright is a very solid player. Honestly, I think that this is fairly evenly matched. Corey Joseph uh, is slightly not as great as DeLon Wright, but he is still a very solid player. And you're not getting only one pick. So the second part, the second round, it's not too horrible. You're getting two of them. And honestly, I think this is fairly well matched. Um, yeah, that's really all I have to say on it. What do you think, Millen? Honestly, um, I agree with you. DeLon Wright, he's a great player, and he has so much potential. Mm-hmm. And Corey Joseph, I really, really like him. And I just – I hope that he can – um, that he can have an impact in the NBA, a big impact, that is. Mm-hmm. All right, well, this is quite an interesting one. Um, I think that – I also don't know if this is evenly matched. I mean, it's it really depends on your views of these players. Uh, the Heat acquired Nemanja Bjelica, uh, and in 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 exchange, uh, the Kings are getting Mo Harkless and Chris Silva. So, that Mo, well, all of these players are very very solid players. I mean, this is an absolutely great tra- trade for even both teams because you can make these players very good you can make them good in your system and once again trade expendability it's quite important so i think that both teams won here but i mean these are very solid players so i think that this is quite uh instrumental to both teams but yeah all right let's go into this one the next three team trade to happen on march 25th the 76ers are getting george hill uh, please forgive me for butchering his name. Ignaz Brazdikin? I'm sorry. I don't know how to pronounce that one. Um, and then the Knicks are getting... Ignis Brazdika. All right, cool. Uh, the Knicks are getting Terrence Ferguson, Vincent Poirier, uh, the, dra- the rights to Amir Pritzik. Oh, man. Uh, and then the 2021 second-round pick and 2024 second-round pick. And it's protected to be between 31 and 55. Uh, that's not bad at all. All right, but yeah, let's see. Uh, and then the Thunder are getting Austin Rivers, Tony Bradley, a 2025 and 2026 second round pick, both from the Sixers. Okay, so off the bat, uh, the 76ers got George Hill. That's huge. George Hill is a very good point guard and he is very, very solid in you know the passing ability and also the shooting ability. So George Hill is good like that, and also he has pretty good defense. Um, now the Knicks, their big names are Terrence Ferguson and Vincent Poirier, uh, and then obviously they have two draft picks, so that's huge. Uh, the Knicks are getting quite a few good players in this trade, and the Thunder are getting Austin Rivers and Tony Bradley and two second-round picks in consecutive years. That's not bad at all. Overall, I think that all of these teams got quite a few players. It's fairly evenly matched, and I'm very excited to see how these players can play for those teams, respectively. All right. Next one. Uh, the Blazers are getting Norman Powell. This was a huge one. The Blazers get Norman Powell uh, in exchange for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. Millen... Just take it away on this one. I know what you're thinking about. 
a Gary. He's been traded. <laughs> How amazing. Oh man. No, but um in all honestly in all honesty, this is actually quite an interesting trade because Norman Powell is one of the is one of the best um is one of the best six men in the league, if not one a solid starter. Yeah, I would I would sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I would argue he was a top three raptor for the for this year up till now. Of course, of course. And so that's why I think that he'll be great on the Blazers because he'll be able to take off pressure on their two main guards because he can play play both point guard and shooting guard. And he'll be able to take it off of CJ McC- the load off of CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard. Mm, okay, okay. It's a really good rotation. I mean, he honestly might win sixth man of the year. I'm not even joking because, like, Norman Powell on the Blazers, you think about it, you have, and as Millen stated, taking the load off of one of the best guard duos in the league right now. Um, and, I mean, if the Blazers can do good, then this will be a huge booster for his case for sixth man of the year. All right, but, yeah, the Raptors, once again, they're getting Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. Now, Rodney Hood is a very, very, very solid shooter. And so is Gary Trent Jr. So, who You're getting guards for a guard. And one of the guards is one of the top three Raptor. And the other two guards were still really, really, really solid players. And I think that together they might be worth more than the sum of their parts. I mean... I don't know. It was a very, very, very solid players getting trades traded for a solid player. So that one's a little bit tough. Uh, but how about this one? The Bulls get Nikola Vucevic and Al Farouk Amino. And then the Magic are getting Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., and two first round picks. Really? I mean, oh. This is amazing. I mean, Nikola Vucevic is one of the best, if not the best center in the NBA now that Joel Embiid has been eliminated. Well, not eliminated, injured. Um, and he's more of a power forward point guard. And he, um, so I'm just really happy because Wendell Carter, he was an inconsistent player. Otto Porter, on the other hand, I might, we, the Bulls will be missing his absence because of his perimeter shooting, but that can be replaced by Nikola Vucevic. And yeah. though though the Bulls have lost both games with Nikola Vucevic, he still um it'll take some time for him to adjust. But once he is fully adjusted to the Bulls' rotation, I'm excited to see the havoc that Vucevic can unleash on other teams and potentially carry the Bulls into the playoffs. So agreed. Absolutely, absolutely. And, I mean, you're trading some really solid people. Like, don't get me wrong, man. Wendell Carter Jr. was a very, very high potential player. He still is. Don't get me wrong. So is Otto Porter. Um, And then two first-round picks. First round. That's, like, the first time that we've actually seen a first-round pick in all of these trades that we've talked about so far. So that's huge. That's absolutely huge. But, I mean, then again, you're getting Nikola Vucevic 
And then Al Farouk Amino too. I mean, that's a very, very good trade in my opinion. And the Bulls are winning in this trade. And honestly, so are the Magic. All right, but yes, let's go on to our next one. And oh, wait, we're done now. It's been a very, very huge episode today. Um, please persevere with us. I don't know if you've watched the entire episode, but if you have, thank you for sticking around. That was today's episode of the Daily Post podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week.